Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And here's your weekly Going In Raw News Roundup. Whatever it's called. All right, anyways, look at my set. I got my set with Ric Flair because we're going to talk about Ric Flair, Larson. We are. Over there on the news desk, everybody say hi to Larson. Hi, everybody. <laughs> here we go. We got an update from the story we told you yesterday about Ric Flair surgery. Larson, what do you got for us? Um, first of all, there's a lot of updates that happened since uh, we uh, recorded our video yesterday. First, Fightful's Jimmy Van. Uh, who was the first report that Flair was put in a, a medically induced coma, um, he followed up saying that Flair was, quote, dealing with some sort of bacterial infection as well as alcohol-related issues, and he continued that uh, Flair's condition was improving following surgery, and there's hope that Flair will end up just being totally fine after this. Um, but then there's like, there's, like, conflicting info, because then Mean Gene, he mentioned on social media that the procedure was on Flair's colon, not his heart. Yeah, because uh, um, there was earlier uh, speculation that he was admitted to the hospital because of uh, alcohol-related heart issues. Yeah. Um, Dave Meltzer was on Wrestling Observer Radio yesterday and said that Flair was, quote, uh, in a lot of pain. He was taken in on Saturday morning to the hospital. He was put in a medically induced coma. His situation was real bad, and he had colon surgery this morning, Saturday, or sorry, Monday morning, and he got through the surgery. He's not out of the water yet. I believe he's on kidney dialysis now. And then Michael Cole gave an update on uh, Flair last night on Raw, and he said that Flair's surgery went well, but he wasn't, quote, out of the woods. Uh, and then finally, Charlotte posted a thing on Instagram. I think that's where you put pictures, right? It is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, she said, on behalf of my family and I, we want to thank everyone for the prayers, texts, calls, and support 
Our dad is a fighter, and your continued thoughts and prayers mean the world to us. We will update everyone when we have more information. So it seems like, regardless of what he was getting surgery on, it seems like it's still touch and go. Um, but he's resting, and hopefully he will uh, he'll recover. Yeah, it seems like, uh, based on the various reports, and as you said, there is seemingly some conflicting information that he was admitted for perhaps uh, uh, several different issues. Yeah. And I, I read somewhere that he was uh, slated to have surgery this week at some point anyways, whether it was the colon surgery or yeah. not, unknown. Yeah. Um, but hopefully uh, Rick is uh, recovering. Hey, look, sometimes you got to get an oil change. All right, also in the news, uh, there's been rumors of a possible bizarre heel turn on the part of Enzo Amore. Larson, what's going on with this? So as you mentioned, uh, rumors have been popping up. For a while, um, they really picked up steam over this last weekend of a possible Enzo Amore heel turn happening soon. And it seems a lot of the speculation has been spurred by the fact that he will be the very first baby face mm. ever locked inside a steel cage. Yeah. Sorry, shark cage. Yeah. Um, during a cast and Big Show's match at SummerSlam. This Sunday, historically, I guess, uh, only heels well, yeah. have been in the shark cage to keep them from interfering in the match. But Enzo is a face. He's been interfering in, in Cass and Enzo, uh, Cass and Big Show. I'll tell you, one place is not a face. In the right. WWE locker room, apparently. It's <laughs> so already a heel turn, friends. Don't worry. I don't know. This is kind of weird. Like, they break them up, and then they turn one guy heel, and then they wait like a month, and they turn the other guy heel. I, I don't know if there's, if there's any, like, precedent for that. I mean, it's wrestling. I'm sure it's happened before. It's weird stuff, though. It is. Um, wrestling Observer's uh, Brian Alvarez mentioned that it's possible that Enzo could drop some sort of uh, foreign object from the shark cage. Maybe him. Maybe Enzo can drop himself from the cage. True. I kind of feel like that's what they're doing. Like, he's probably afraid of heights, so they're putting him up in a shark cage. I feel like now that he's a heel in the locker room, they're, like, they're just messing with him. They're punishing him? Yeah. Um, and anyways, if, if Enzo does drop something from the shark cage that... that um, could lead Cass to picking up the win in the match uh, Sunday, even if uh, the uh, object that Enzo might drop was intended for Big Show. Yeah. Um, and then other reports suggest that Enzo and Cass could possibly reunite and then form, uh, reform their tag team as a heel team now, which doesn't make any sense. Why go through all this effort just to swerve? Well, I call bullshit on that, Larson. It's kind of underwhelming if they just do all this to swerve Big Show. I agree. But next in the news, this one has to do with Baron Corbin, Larson. Worst cash-in ever. Is that the worst cash-in ever? I think maybe. I mean, you can put Ken Anders. Can you put Ken, uh, Mr. Kennedy? Well, he never cashed it in. He <laughs> lost the opportunity. I think that's like the worst ever. Well, he's the worst person. That was the worst uh, yeah, bank handling of the holder. Yeah, exactly. But that was the worst cash-in last night. So anyways, after his failed uh, money to make cash-in last night... Uh, worst cash-in ever. It sort of begs the question... Is the WWE souring on Baron Corbin? Larson, do you think they're souring on Baron Corbin? Depending on who you believe, yes. So, okay, there's a little bit to go through here first. Um, We'll go back. I I like these quotes here from Baron Corbin on Talk is Jericho discussing his relationship with Vince McMahon. A couple little bits here. He says, we're on that level where I can straight shoot him. 
Where I can straight shoot him. <laughs> I don't think oh. he straight shoot him. He says, if I walk in there, I can go, this is terrible, let's do better. And he'll go, oh, no, no, that's terrible, we're doing it this way. We kind of play tug of war with each other a little bit, so it's good. But he has put a vote of confidence in me and has pulled me into his office a couple times and has been like, this, 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 needs, this needs to get better. You're doing great at this. You're not as great as you think you are. Um, uh, right after me in the bank, sports Kita's uh, Leonard Sir. Sorrell, Sorrell? Um, had this to say, um, quote, uh, as we reported leading up to the show, WWE changed the winner of the match thrice, made the bank match, three, three times. times, with Nakamura and Rusev originally penciled in to win the match, but it was, oh, you didn't know? I was the road to, dog. I was about to say, where? I was too for a second. <laughs> road dog, Brian James, was the one who said, nope, Corbin's going to win the match. And uh, despite some opposition, he was successful convincing the higher-ups to go ahead and have Corbin win the match. Well, that's kind of the, the phrase that, he, that Sports Kita uses right there, Mr. Sorrell uses, is despite countless opposition. So nobody, it, it sounds like Road Dog has a lot of faith in Baron Corbin, but not a lot of people do. Which brings us to today. Yeah. So uh, this morning, Cage Side Seats and their rumor roundup... Um, featured a line about speculation that uh, Corbin's failed cash-in had more to do with him being uh, not you know not able to hold his own on the mic against John Cena, yeah. and then also due to some of his Twitter behavior, um, namely um, some uh, uh, some interactions he had with Mojo Rowley uh, and Finn Balor. Yeah. yeah, so that's kind of, number one, not a lot of people can hold their water against John Cena, but I, I kind of see the point. Maybe they didn't think, maybe they didn't think that he was progressing as quickly as they wanted him to, but he only won Money in the Bank in June. In June, two months ago, he literally has an entire like another ten months to figure things out. It's kind of surprising they were so itchy. And I'm just surprising they didn't use him losing in some larger storyline. Well, okay, that's the wait and see. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, no. Well, no. I mean, we'll get to this more in our SmackDown recap. But I have an idea about this. But, but you know, I'm convinced about uh, that after Cena called Corbin a dumpster fire. Yeah, that's gonna be Corbin's new gimmick. It's like he goes and tries to cash in and it's an utter disaster. Yeah, dumpster yeah. fire. Yeah. That's how he's going to like comport himself these days. See, I think that his new gimmick is going to be a uh, failed cash-in guy. He goes in to check into cash, tries to cash his WWE paycheck early, and they said, didn't you just fail at Money in the Bank? We can't take this. Well, that's not a good rationale for not cashing in a check. Anyways, continue, Steve. Okay, so there's, there's something else, and this is more speculation. This is more, and, and uh, over the weekend... Uh, Dave Meltzer and Baron Corbin had a Twitter feud. Mm -hmm. They had a Twitter spat, if you will, um, where apparently on Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, Dave Meltzer, um, without being like a dick about it, basically said Baron Corbin is, is in his current position due to WWE's fetish with tall guys, which is... Which is true. We know the WWE loves, Vince loves tall men. Yes. So, uh, Corbin apparently took issue with that, as he does with a lot of fans on Twitter. He, he likes to argue with people on Twitter. He quite seems a bit. very argumentative. And he said, uh, he said, quote, on his Twitter, What matches and promos has Dave Meltzer done? Oh, none. He is the old man who can never do what anyone on the roster can or could. Um, I mean, a very good comeback. No, it really isn't. And then there's some back and forth. One of the fans uh, called out, called him out, and said, uh, "You know, that, that's kind of like saying, you know, if you go to a crap movie, you can't say it's a crap movie if you've never made a movie before." Yeah. And Baron Corbin doubled down on that and said, "Yeah, if you criticize an actor, if you've never tried to act, then you can't you, criticize. You the can't actor, criticize yeah. the actor. Yeah. And um, then Meltzer said, "Well, 
by that logic, Vince, up until 1998, shouldn't be able to criticize anything. Right, exactly. So it was all very silly. Um, there was one funny interaction uh, between Baron and a fan um, when Baron basically called, like, he literally called him a loser. And the fan loser. <laughs> loser. The fan responded with a picture of him uh, on deployment with, like, the WWE when they went out to, like, you know, wherever he was stationed and said, well, your boss didn't consider me a loser when he visited me on deployment. You know, the WWE is with troops. Like, you cannot mess with the troops. You can't do that, you know, reasonably. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Baron then had to backtrack. It looked kind of like an asshole. Um, and uh, for his part, Meltzer tweeted that the Twitter that his Twitter spat with Corbin had nothing to do with the failed cash-in. He's probably correct on that. But... You know, maybe, maybe some of that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, but, it, could, uh, it could have nothing to do with WB souring on Baron Corbin. They just thought that him cashing in, losing, would build heat for his match against John Cena. That's yeah. probably all it is. But here's the funny thing, is that you never know. Like, this could have been. It, it, sometimes WWE can be that weird about things. Oh, I you know. You know what I mean? And next in the news, we've got some Daniel Bryan info, Larson. Coming out of from the Top Rope podcast, Brie Bella, wife to Daniel Bryan, and of course the WWE competitor in her own right in her day, spoke on the possible ring return of Daniel Bryan, Larson. Yeah, here's what she had to say. Quote, I told Bryan, you do have a daughter... Always remember that, but if the doctors, what? Hold on. It's like, why are you so antagonistic when you're quoting her? I'm just trying to be articulate and be clear what I'm saying. All right, continue. Um, Always remember that, but if the doctors finally give you the green light, go! This is your dream and passion. You have one life to live. I will never hold you back because I love to wrestle, and I would hate if someone told me, you can't do it. Did she say anything about if the WWE won't allow him to wrestle again, Larson? I'm happy you asked that, Steve. <laughs> she says, quote, if WWE doesn't allow it, then I said, go somewhere else. It's all on you. Obviously, he would love to get back in the WWE ring, but I know for a fact, this is the important part. Fact. Fact. My husband's going to find his way back to the ring he honestly is. Now, it feels like for months we've been talking about uh, Daniel Bryan possibly returning to the ring. He said um, that he would like to. Mm-hmm. He uh, insinuated that he was going to when he tweeted at Cody Rhodes, if you hold that Ring of Honor world title for 460-some days, yeah. maybe I'll come after you. Yeah, till the end of his contract. Uh, this is kind of an interesting bit, though, here. Bree also revealed that Daniel Bryan had been receiving, what is this, Oxygen hyperbaric chamber treatment. Yeah, that's what she called it. All the big time athletes do that these days, don't they? They get yeah. in like a weird chamber, and I don't know what. Do you know what that is? Have you done any it's research? A, it's a chamber, yeah. It's just, well, it's a chamber. You sit in it. Right. I, I, you know, oxygen's involved, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. And it does stuff. Medical expert there at the news desk. Um, she says, quote, he flies himself all over this country to get treatment. I'm assuming he's not the pilot of his own. Flying contraption. I know that. But Could be. Maybe his uh, yeah. hyperbaric chamber flies. <laughs> he says he's already done 40 treatments around the country. I'm guessing he just goes to hyperbaric treatment places where SmackDown's taping. That probably is correct. You're probably right about that. Um, so, I mean, this is, you know, we're getting more and more details about Daniel Bryan. Really anxious to get back in the ring, whether it's a WWE one or not. It, uh, no, it won't be. But no, he's, it's not. He's, well, okay, he's wrestling again, but it's not going to be in WWE. Okay, well, let's, is there any way, is there any way the WWE would let this happen 
in their company. Let me think about it for a second. No. I think there might be. All it would take, all it would take is one press conference to say, uh, new technology, leading edge of science, his brain's fine. Oxygen He's hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Miracle cure. He's going to take on, not Brock Lesnar. No, it's not going to He's going to take on Samoa Joe at WrestleMania 36. It's not going to happen. No? They've been adamant yeah. about uh, the fact that they will not let him wrestle. Vince McMahon was adamant that the Ultimate Warrior would never come back, too. Actually, I don't think he was ever adamant about that because he came back a lot. All right. Well, if he's not going to wrestle in WWE, Larson, then you know what that means. We power have, ranking. We have to power rank where Daniel Bryan's going to end up because he will end up somewhere. Yes, he will <laughs> wrestle somewhere, not WWE, but we got to think of five other places he will wrestle. That's easy. Number one is New Japan. No, number one is Ring of Honor. Number one is New Japan. Number one is Ring of Honor. Are, you're insane if no, you think he would go to New Japan. He, New Japan is the number two co- is the number two company in the world right now. I know they are the most exciting promotion Here's right now. Thing. Have Here's you the seen thing. the crowd in Ring of Honor? They sit on their hands. Here's the thing: uh, Daniel Bryan is a legend in Ring of Honor. New Japan is doing just fine. Imagine what Daniel Bryan's presence in Ring of Honor would do for that promotion. It would take them up a notch, a serious notch. Not necessarily to compete with WWE because wait, not Ring of happen. Honor. Ring of Honor is never going to go. They they are totally fine where they are. They're, 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 no, it would be, it would be New Japan. It's Ring of Honor. New Not Japan. to say he won't wrestle New All right, Japan. So can we it's say 1A this? and 1B. We'll disagree on 1 and 2. Because I think number 2 is, is Ring of Honor. What's number 3 then? Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Can we both agree? Well, he can do that regardless of 1 or 2. Okay, fine. Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Because he'll do that regardless. Because um, everybody can go to Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Doesn't matter where you're except for No, Gorilla. I know. But I mean, if he's supposed to wrestle once a month. We're, we're, we're number four and five. Can we both agree that GFW is nowhere even close to being on? Oh, the it shouldn't be in the top 100 options. <laughs> Try as they might. Yeah, yeah. It should not be and an option hey, for hey, no. the close, Let me ask you this, though. The closer we get to the end of Daniel Bryan's contract, how many times is Jeff Jarrett going to mention Daniel Bryan's name in a conference call? Too many. <laughs> if once, if, if he does it once, it's too many times. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, uh, yes. give me a four and five. Um, House of Hardcore. That's got a lot of good buzz around it. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Okay, that's good too. The Crash. Oh uh, no, uh, CMLL. Yeah, yeah, CMLL. There you go. Or AAA. Yeah, or AAA. There you go. No, not AAA. They have a relationship with GFW. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, CMLL has. And a so does Noah. So does Noah. Yeah, CMLL CML. has a relationship with New Japan. Exactly. So, so Daniel where... Bryan can go on excursion in CMLL Confirmed. and then go to New Japan. Confirmed right here. Those are his options. Yeah. Well, yeah, he'll have a wealth. He'll be able to go wherever he wants. Yeah. yeah I just no, feel like I, Ring I, of I Honor. He's he's you know a legend. Ring of Honor put them on the map. Yeah. If he went back there, it would be massive. Well, yeah, of course, uh, that's, that's, that's not an issue. It's New Japan is the cool place to be right now. Trent Beretta said it perfectly. He said, uh, uh, New Japan right now is Attitude Era uh, WWE. I don't disagree with that. Here's another thing to consider about New Japan, though. The, the style they work there is stiff. No, Watch I know. the Omega Naito match. That match is entirely built on being dropped on your head. I was thinking about that, too, the dream match of Kenny Omega versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, he's not going to be able to do any V-triggers. He's not going to be able to get off any of his offense. <laughs> What's he going to do? Wrestled. Like, it's, it's going to be a comedy match. Daniel Bryan versus Yano the entire time. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I'd watch that. Anyway, that's, that's the one thing that's keeping me from putting New Japan number one, is that even if Daniel Bryan gets back in the ring, he has to be cognizant of the fact that he's had a lot of concussions. And oh, come on, And alter though. his style to, uh, to 
minimize the chance of that happening again. Comedy wrestling. That's where it's at. Yeah, that's fine. And next up, we got some stuff about NXT and Triple H. We're talking about Triple H in the coverage call that he had, where he talked about Vince potentially meddling with NXT, calling people up too early. Larson, what's going on with this? Yeah, Triple H held a conference call to promote NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, happening this Saturday. Very Tomorrow, exciting. in fact. Yeah, Very I can't exciting. Wait. It's going to be a good show. Yeah. And yeah, he spoke about uh, Vince's excitement mm. oh, for yeah. uh, NXT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at all these new talents. Ooh. Sorry. Go ahead. This is what Triple H had to say. Quote. This is uh, these uh, quotes are from uh, WrestlingInc.com. Where's the part where he says, I think it's funny? I didn't include that because it wasn't exactly salient. Well, can I? I'll do the first quote here. I think it's funny. I think there's excitement. There's a lot of talent that Vince will say on an occasional basis. Where are you at with this particular person? When do I get them? You know what I mean? Oh, wait, no, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Anyways, you continue with Triple H's quote. You know what I mean? It's my job to then creatively work with the team, both main roster and my own team, to say, when is the right strategic time to put the person into the right place they need to go to so they have the best opportunity in front of them and to make sure they're ready? He continues. I'll continue. Talking about doing something right away with this guy, and I'm like, hold on, we're really protecting that person on TV. That's our job, right? We really, we're really protecting what they do to make them succeed where, they're, where they are, but give them that opportunity at the same point in time to continue to grow so they have that opportunity to do so, to do that on down the line. <laughs> he talks in circles. <laughs> and to protect them. So Vince relies on us heavily as well to say this is where they're at in the process. They need more time to bake. They need more time to do this. And he concludes, there's a lot of con- components that go into this. And yeah, we have those conversations. And Vince gives me the opinion and stuff and listens to my opinions. So it seems like that Vince will occasionally maybe just happen to, upon NXT on the network and get excited about somebody and want them on the main roster immediately. Have you noticed sometimes like when they show the pictures of these conference calls, uh, like it'll show like a picture of Triple H. Maybe it's not at that conference call. But he always has like a really heavy look on his face. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's the look he gets whenever Vince calls him up and says, Hey, what are you doing with this Alistair Black guy? Oh, Vince, no. We're going to, listen, we've got a 12-month plan for him, and then we're going to, no, no, He'd be perfect on 2 of 5 Live. Vince, you didn't even like that show. I don't know. I just, I just get the feeling, and this is just a gut feeling, that when he gets a call from Vince about, you know, oh, God, Vince happened to turn on NXT. Yeah, and wants to bring up half the NXT roster. Exactly. Oh, man. I wonder if Triple H actively tries to keep Vince away from, like, the WWE Network, like, watching the actual network. That's a good question. What's this NXT? No, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's just crap. It's just it's, it's boring stuff. It's like WC, WCW back in the day. You don't need to watch it. Anymore. You don't need to watch that, Dad. So, I, I mean, it kind of explains. Like, we can name off the top of my head, what, Apollo Crew? Who else has been called? Ty Dillon early. Ty Dillon American Alpha. Apollo Crews, American Alpha. Those are the three that come to mind. I mean, I, I'm, I wonder if, if Vince was, uh, you know, in gorilla position at the Rumble and saw the huge reception that Ty Dillinger got when he came out yeah. and said, I want this on my show. <laughs> and then it my, happened. On my shows, yeah. And then yeah. it happened, and then they didn't have anything for him. Yeah. You know, Apollo Crews, it was, it was obvious that he was brought up too early. Oh, yeah, that's like, that's like the, biggest, the biggest example. Because at least with American Alpha, like, people were into them. They, got, you know, they, they put the tag titles on them. Apollo Crews, he came up, he had nothing to do. And that was like the bi- biggest example. It's like, you go to NXT, this is very exciting, and they 
start to maybe hint that they're going to do something with him. And then, you know, he gets called up and it's like, whoa, hold on a second. There's a process here. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see with all the talent that's coming in. You know, there's rumors that Adam Cole's going to be there this weekend. And Vince is really high on Adam Cole, right? Vince loves him some Adam Cole. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if any of them get whisked away. Because I, just, I get the feeling that with uh, Red Dragon, with Redragon coming up, or with them in the in NXT, yeah. uh, Roderick Strong doing really good right now, and Adam Cole, if they do this Ring of Honor thing, if that can get totally messed up at the whim of Vince, you know? Oh, it most certainly can, Steve. Well, I know it can. I wonder if it will. What do you put the odds at? Well, I don't know, 80%. 80 like that. 80 percent is like Vince changing his mind on a whim at any given moment. That's always a possibility. Anyways, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.